0: Well, once you think a situation was dead, gone, buried, and done away with, it always finds its way back somehow in media outlets. But we're not talking about CNN or those type of outlets. We're talking about social media, where a lot of internet rhetoric is spewed. Dan Brown theology strikes again, this time with Dr. Umar Johnson, who is purporting That at the Council of Nicaea 325 AD, Europeanization of Christianity was heavily influenced. And here is where Jesus was elected, the son, the only begotten son of God. How should we parse those words by Dr. Umar Johnson? We're talking this and more on Truth Be Told, Hosea 4, 6 podcast, Ask an Apologist. As you heard it, folks, the topic for today on Ask the Apologist, Ask an Apologist, is the subject of the Council of Nicaea. Yeah, we have all heard it, that Jesus was invented at Nicaea, right? Uh, Dan Brown Theology, when Dan Brown came out with those movies, uh, with starring whoever starred in them, Tom Hanks, I believe it was, uh, really particularly didn't care to watch them. But nonetheless, it has been dubbed Dan Brown Theology. So why has the internet jumped to this? Well, particularly one instance is mythicism. It was the Council of Nicaea, the Catholic Church, the bishops, all of whom played a part in assembling something of Christ, taking something from Greco-Roman religion, ancient Near East, whatever religion, whatever, and piecing this superb human, God-like man together. It's nonsense, 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 folks. Listen, it's all about proper research, right? It's all about investigating, uh, understanding uh, where these claims are coming from, the purpose of these claims. Uh, so for me, I would anybody to making a statement such as what Dr. Umar Johnson said. And in fact, um, just for clarity, I want to read this to you. What Dr. Umar Johnson said Okay, Um, so Dr. Umar Johnson stated that the official Europeanization of the Christian church first council of Nicaea begins May 20th, 325 A.D. First ever Caucasian conference to settle differences in belief over the divinity of Jesus Christ. Mm. It was determined here that Jesus was the one and only begotten son of God. Ah, oh, boy, this is this is really deserving of an entire podcast episode. Um, don't really know how we're going to parse this, but we'll take a stab at it. So what I wanted to do briefly, and I know we're on asking apologies, so time is of the essence, right? Um, so one thing about constantine um i know it's much debate about was constantine uh in it because he really was saved you know it's it's many different i'm not a church historian i'm just kind of rushing through this briefly um you know so i you know let me get it straight that you know i do know what i'm dealing with with this subject matter um was constantine a christian was he just trying to keep his empire together and so you have church historians on on both sides of the fence here uh was constantine christian some say yes some say he more so cared about keeping his empire together um during this particular time period now with us we relegate theology and biblical studies anything dealing with religious studies we kind of relegate that to the church to whatever religious sector or to the ivory tower so to speak to our theologians in the ivory tower we we more so regulate that and relegate that to them to handle that but not so during um when the roman empire converted to christianity the edict of milan in AD 312 right so constantine understood that a good empire was united on two fronts, politics and religion. They had to be married. And so during this particular time period, it was much debate, right? It was, it was debate about the person and perhaps we can attach the work of Christ to that. Right? So, um, it wasn't just inside of the church. Uh, There was one bishop who described Constantinople as preoccupied with these type of discussions. So you would go to uh, the marketplace and uh, one would discuss was was Christ begotten or unbegotten? You know, uh, if you asked about the quality of bread, you would receive an answer. uh, God is greater. The son is less. Remember that. Remember, somebody, somebody started that and somebody else picked that up, adopted that. origins. I believe origins started that in, in AD 250. A bishop from Alexandria, Egypt, um, asserted that the son was subordinate to the father. Later, Arius, um, a Presbyterian Alexander, uh, took Origen's view and expounded upon that uh, and basically said, um, if there is a different essence from the two, if the son has a different essence, then it is logical to suppose that he is a created being. OK. Um, and so that would go with with that particular stance in the marketplace was that Christ was a created being. OK. Um, now, if you wanted some bread, right, if you're in a marketplace, 312 AD, during this time period, Christians can freely move about. Um, And you wanted some bread, you will receive the answer. There was nothing before God, the son was created. Let me say it again. If you suggested, you know, you wanted some bread or if whatever you wanted to buy something, you receive that answer of Christ being created. The second one would be there was nothing before God that was created. And so Constantine was like, wait a minute, this is going to tear the empire asunder. It is it is going to divide the empire. So I need to call a council. To get these views in check. Now, the other view, right, the other view. Um, well, let me say this. There was an agnostic view. There was a I'm sorry, a Gnostic view of this. And so the Gnostic view is uh, founded uh, upon. um that the matter was evil and therefore uh, it was it was it wasn't possible for God to be a man because in the view of a Gnostic, um, men are inherently evil. And so it is impossible for God to become a man. Um, so lastly, the, the other view that we, we have to equate in in, in which majority of Christianity holds today, there's different contentions with this uh, would be Athanasius view. And so Athanasius, uh, who was a great uh, theologian and apologist um, of that time, a really expositor of orthodoxy, um, really um, challenged the Gnostics, he challenged Arius and origin before him who started that view that Arius picked up right um so he he affirmed the following positions i'm gonna read these to you he affirmed the following positions um one that christ and the holy spirit are both fully god both are in some sense distinct one from another okay so they're distinct one from another and from the father And the third point, God is one. So he was really championing the Trinity. And so that is basically to sum up what the council of Nicaea was about. Christ was not invented. You can't invent something that people are arguing 10 years beforehand. Really? You know, these are folks all over the streets that are arguing this. And you're saying, who are they arguing about? Why would they invent something or somebody that they're arguing about? What? Eight years, 10 years, 12 years before this this um, council happened. It doesn't it doesn't add up logically. So. Um, that is a brief uh, something about the council of now, see I'm trying to get a hold of one more council, uh, for you guys, but there's another council that predates Nicaea A lot of people don't know about this. A lot of, a lot of, um, I'm not going to say a lot of them. There's some that that haven't really heard of this. Let me say that. Um, but there was a council, okay. Called the council of Arliss. And I am going to get that up because I am not trying to screw anybody up here um, with misinformation. I'm all about, give me the good, 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 good information. So, okay. Um, The council of Arliss set a precedent for how the state would deal with ecclesiastical problems. So let's back up and I'm going to explain a mistake that, um, Umar made about Europeans not saying that it was impossible for them to be there, but the predominant ethnicity, if you would, or color would have been black and brown men. This council of Arles, right? Included bishops from England, Ireland that, you know, present day, the Gaelic tongue. Okay. So this council included them. This is where council really what was decided at Council of Nicaea between Council of Arles and the Council of Nicaea. What was decided there would split these bishops off to form a whole nother church because they had beef with the Catholic Church years later. And hence you get the Church of England. Right. That's a whole nother type for another day. But but watch this. The council and I'm reading from churches, church history by Everett. Everett Ferguson, he says Arles had the distinction of being the first church council called by an emperor, right? Arles in Gaul in 314 A.D. 314 A.D. Nicaea was 325 A.D. This was over, arlis was over the Donatist schism. It was a problem with Numidian bishops, Nubian bishop, Numidian bishops, uh, which would be present-day Algeria, where this problem was going on. Right? And so, um, you know their issue was about uh taking over a seat that has been vacant um left by a bishop they was trying to vote in um you know and so it's a, it was a whole mess up and mix up and so um you know it was necessary that constantine got involved because like i said again it would have tore his empire up any type of religious conflict would have tore his empire asunder and he was like i'm not gonna have that so the council of Arles was called to handle the donatist problem, okay? And that took place in 314 AD, but he says ever of uh, every Ferguson says Arles had the distinction of being the first church council called by an emperor and of representing the largest geographical area of any council of its time. Among the 22 canons adopted at At the council were decisions about determining the date of Easter. Okay, since the British bishops. Here we go. Since the British bishops were not present at Nicaea in 325 A.D. They were not present at 325 A.D. So we have bishops coming all the way from England to the area of Gaul, from North Africa, the Middle East, all of that coming together prior to the Council of Nicaea. There's no way that Jesus was invented at Nicaea. What was settled was church doctrine, some issues. And went back and there were some other issues that took place, like redetermining the date of Easter, um, uh, the date of Christ's birth, which uh, the day uh, they determined from Easter to the day of the birth. um, It's a whole nother conundrum involved with that that will unpack at a later time. So in short, no, Christ, there's no way in the world that Christ was invented at Nicaea. Is preposterous. Secondly, let me give you guys some resources, and we're gonna roll on out of here. Um, Anti-Nicene Fathers. These are all church fathers who wrote before the Council of Nicaea. So in here, it's a whole collection set of these books. Um, and rather expensive, um, but you have church fathers: Justin Martyr, um, Polycarp again athanasius um you uh clement um and some of these like clement polycarp they were actually uh disciples of an apostle so i think uh you know i think polycarp was of john clement was of the apostle paul and so it's it's instances like that we 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 typically would dub them as apostolic fathers. so that's a good resource another good resource Get you a good church history book that would detail history from the beginning of Acts, the coming of the Holy Spirit and onward. Another book that I really love, Doctrines That Divide by Erwin Lutzer. Get a copy of that. Erwin Lutzer deals heavily with the Council of Nicaea and in an ingestible manner, uh, so to speak. um, So it's not overbearing with too much information i give you another one, another Council of Nicaea, I'm sorry, anti-Nicene uh, reference. Uh, so that one's a good one there. This is actually, it's an older book, man. So, um, you know, but anywho, these are the anti-Nicene fathers. These are receipts, my good folks, receipts that we have of our ancient uh, religion. Of Christianity our faith so again these are just some sources there's plenty more but these will certainly get you on your way listen you've been tuned in to ask an apologist on truth be told 046 podcast listen god bless you we love you peace